Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Millionaire Marriage. This is Jeremy Gilliam. I'm here with Taylor Kovar. And today we are going to be talking about help. I've fallen out of love. All out of it. Gone. Taylor, what's that mean to you? When you when someone says help, I've fallen out of love, what does that mean to you? Man, for me, I think it means I, um, I, I may still like this person, but I don't love this person. Yeah. Right. Or I... It just means I don't want to be around them anymore. Yeah. Right. I'm so frustrated with them or it's been a day in, day out that this is just not working. Yeah. Right? In my mind, I'm constantly picturing a relationship without them or yeah. life without them. Yeah. And to me, I think that's where we go immediately into this. Hang on. This is a really huge warning sign that I have, quote unquote, fallen out of love. Yeah. So I want to fo- I want to follow up with that before we really dive deeper into the topic what is love so if someone just say you know one of the young mirrors comes up to you says hey what's love how do you define it Ooh, thanks for just throwing me on the spot like that not, not not giving me the notes before the, before the episode <laughs> um now being in love you know to me it's a choice uh, yes and to me that's that's what it is to me is it's a choice that i have chosen to tie myself with this person for the rest of my life. And it's, it's one where it's not just based on physical attraction, that yeah. physical attraction, I think is part of it. Um, it's not based on just personality. That's part of it. It's, I want to be with this person. Uh, this is the person I want to be with. And, and we're saying marriage, but in marriage or in a relationship, I love this person. I, I, I care for them. I care for their well being. I want what's best for them above what's best for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is a choice day in, day out. And I know we, we, you know, there's other types of love, you know, obviously Jeremy, I love you, you know, as, as different, the J man. Right. But it's different <laughs> than obviously the love I have for Megan or even my kids. Yeah. And so, um, this talking about a marriage love to me, it's, it's this choice every day that I'm going to wake up and I'm going to put their needs before mine because I care about them that much. Yeah. I do agree with you on the idea that I think love is a choice, but the challenge is I think societally, societally, is that a word? We're going to make it a word. We'll roll with it. Yes. New t-shirt idea. That's right. Yes. Societally. I think we make the idea about love more about lust than a decision. I am choosing to commit myself to you in a relationship And we talked about covenants and contracts. And I think this kind of goes back to the idea is I think people relegate love to this infatuation. And the challenge, though, is our emotions are very fickle. They change sometimes moment to moment. Um, And I dare say, I I don't want to speak for Erica, but I dare say there's days she's woken up in the morning and it's like, yeah, I don't really love you right now. (laughs) I'm not even sure I like you at the moment. Yeah. And so so if we make our relationship regularly about my quote unquote feeling on this. Well, I don't feel like I'm in love with them anymore. And we don't consciously choose to make love a choice. I think that's where we get in the situation where people are like, well, I've just fallen out of love as if such a thing were possible. So my thought is, I think people maybe choose to stop loving because if love is a choice, how can you fall out of something then? How can you how can you stop if you're choosing? So you'd be choosing not to then. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it's it's up to you to be in love or to not be in love. Yeah. I mean, we tell our kids, you know, no one else can make you happy. Right? Like you, you sure. choose happiness. Oh yeah. Choose happiness. Um and I think a lot of times when we talk with couples who have said, "Hey, 
I just don't love this person anymore, yeah. right? Or this yeah. is not the person that I married. And we, we've talked about that. Um, but, you know, I don't love this person anymore. It's, well, what are, you, what are you doing to choose that person day in, day out? It's That's very good. easy. When That's I wake good. up in the morning, I can choose whether I'm going to wear a suit or whether I'm going to wear blue jeans or whether I'm going to wear boots or dress shoes or flip-flops or whatever. Right. I have to choose to love my spouse every day. And I can wake up and I can say, hey, I'm going to choose my work spouse, which is an episode we'll be talking about uh, some other time. Um, uh, or I'm going to choose myself. I'm going to yeah. choose putting me first. Or I'm going to choose to love this person. Yeah, I, I'm going to choose them today. Just like I choose to eat a salad today over a steak. Yeah. I'm choosing to, to be with this person today. It, so, it is a choice. Yeah, so I think love then deals more with... Not that there isn't an emotional aspect, because I think there very much is an emotional aspect of love. But I think when we make love only emotion, then what happens when our spouse makes us upset, right? And and here's what I'll say this, and we've talked about divorce. I think the challenge with divorce is, and it comes to falling out of love, is, well, I just don't feel anything for them anymore. I'm sure thankful that every time that my wife has had that, well, I just don't feel happy. I don't feel like I love you. Nothing happens regularly, but I mean, I think there are times that irritate her is that she doesn't go as well because I don't feel this anymore. Then I'm done with you. And so when you look at the teachings of Jesus and actually read this this morning, it was really interesting. It's kind of coming up in the podcast. Maybe that's why it's coming up. Cause I read it. <laughs> Jesus deals with divorce. And he says, well, you, you got the bill because of the hardness of your heart, right? You've, just made the decision, I'm done. Mm. And so I think when it comes to falling out of love, I think there's a lot of reasons why people say I've fallen out of love. I think some of it could be a lack of sexual intimacy. I just don't feel, I don't feel emotionally connected to my spouse anymore. I think it could be financial strain that's causing distance or separation. And here's what I'll say on distance and separation, not necessarily physical, but psychological and emotional there's a lot of reasons why we do that as well. That can also lead to this, oh, I've fallen out of love with my spouse. And then I think the other idea, and you kind of tagged on like happiness is a choice too, like choose to be mm -hmm. happy, is people are like, oh, I'm just not happy. Um, just I'm not happy with this person. Happiness is happiness is a luxury. Like it's it's not it's not a right you have. I mean, yeah, great. If you can be happy, fantastic. But I think you have I think you have more obligations than just what makes you happy in a moment. When it, especially when it comes to your spouse is cuz this person has committed themselves to you. You don't always make them happy. So that's what I'm saying. I think I think happiness is a luxury. I don't think it's I don't think it's a mandate. No, I think we put too much on happiness. Yeah, cuz it, it well, yeah, cuz it comes with feelings. Too much yeah. on it. Yeah, that that we hang our hat too much on. Am I happy or not? Yeah, and that means am I am I in love or not? Yeah, um, right. you know I know we talk we we actually had a conversation here in the office the other day about you know some people have a great first year of marriage mm -hmm. and other people it was the worst year yeah. of their marriage right for us we had an amazing first year of our marriage our second year was terrible <laughs> yeah but our first year was awesome <laughs> um but we look at things we say hey you know well typically when we we hear this from couples it's you know. It used to be fun. I used to like being around them. I'm just bored. 
you know, they're not the same. I'm not the same. Oh, man. You know, we have nothing in common anymore. I'm, how can I love this person who, when we got married, they were so motivated to go to school and they were going to do this and that. And then something didn't work out. And now they're not that. And they're yeah. not as happy and they're not as motivated. And I just don't love this person. Well, that's not the person I fell in love with. Have, have we talked about entropy on the podcast before? Probably. The glow in the dark star? Oh, yes. Okay. But I think we should hit it again. I, absolutely. And here, here's the reason why. What you just said, it's, well, I, I'm, I'm bored with this. Or, or how about this one, too? They, they've changed. And so they're not the same. And I think the challenge with the idea behind love being a feeling is just naturally moving through life will pull you apart. You have to be a bad spouse or a bad parent. Just living life pulls you apart. And so I think that's why it's like this intentionality, this hyper-focused, I'm going to make my marriage the best it can be because things do change. People do change. Relationships change. And a lot of times it's not bad change. It's just, it just, it is. Yeah. And having that mentality that, that, if we do nothing with our marriage, it's just going to fall apart. It's going to get boring, quote unquote. Um, it's not going to be exciting or fun anymore. Well, then keep keep your relationship exciting and fun. Um, and it can it not just sexually, but sexually as well. I mean, do things that are out of the norm. Ha- I mean, have a whipped cream fight. I don't. I mean, go out to dinner. Um, go play in the backyard do things that are intentionally adding life back into your marriage so that you don't just wake up with this overwhelming quote unquote feeling. And there's how feelings are, they're so fickle that I've just, I've, I've stopped loving this person. This, this relationship is no longer interesting to me. Yeah. It's boring. We're in a rut. Yeah. We're in a rut. Well then do something to get out of the rut. And I think this is the, I think this is a prevailing problem in general is that people are they're very quick to point out problems but they don't point they don't give any solutions well we're in a rut this is boring well what can you do about it yeah well i I don't know bro if i had a nickel for every time in therapy someone said i don't know i would be very rich i'd be even more wealthy for how many times i've said won't you sit there and think about it for a half a second and see if you can come up with an answer yeah and then shockingly they do come up with answers but i don't know is an easy excuse it's a very easy excuse and i I, as you were talking it reminded me um of a story that happened to me when i was a teenager um and so if you own the caterpillar uh, machine shop in in lufkin texas I'm sorry. Um, but when I was a teenager, we used to go four-wheeler riding in this big dirt pit, right? Um, and we had four-wheelers and we had trucks. And, we, you know, and we were teenagers, right? And yeah. we're in East Texas. It's what we do. And we were out mudding one, one day. And we had this truck. And the truck just bottomed out in this hole, right? And, I mean, we're country boys. We know how to get a truck unstuck. Okay? It's like, we do. So we, we're in a rope. We know how to get out of it. So we went and got logs. And we are, you know, stuck them in there. And we got some old rubber and we stuck it under the tires and we could not get this truck out and it was very easy for us to say well i don't know man like it's your truck you figure it out um (laughs) but we had to go and look for a solution um and we ended up finding that solution in a uh in a tractor that had a key in it there by the caterpillar (laughs) store and we were covered in mud the truth comes out yes and so i'm sorry but we we uh borrowed this this caterpillar tractor went and pulled the pulled the truck out and 
you know, put the tractor back. Um, but as you were talking, it reminded me of this story because so often we say, well, I fell in this rut. I, I know what has, has worked in the past. Right. So I go and it's I good. get this wood and I it's stick good. it here. And I know this worked. It works that, that, you know, maybe I, I tried to initiate sex with my spouse. That worked in the past. I'm a, it doesn't work now. Yeah. Or, hey, well, I, you know, we tried to go on a date night and it just doesn't work now. Guess what? There's a lot of other things you can try. Absolutely. And, and you have to look around. You can go and get um, professional help. Sure. Right. You can get professional help. You can get a ton of resources online. Answer yeah. all the time. Like, well, have you have you looked? Yeah, right. It's easy to say I don't know. Have it's, you tried? Have you tried it? It's easy to go find a um, find the problem. It's not that hard to find a solution. A lot of times, if you're willing to put in the work, if you're willing to think outside the box, if you're willing to say, "Hey, we're in this rut. I'm not happy staying in this rut. Yeah. So, what are we going to do?" And, and I think every marriage goes through these times. Absolutely. You know, we've we went through these where it said, "Hey." You know, we're following this routine of we're putting the kids to bed and then we're just both on our phones or whatever yeah. and, and we're not talking, we're not communicating. How do we get out of it? Hey, we we try something else. Absolutely. We try something else. And and that's where I want to encourage people, hey, just because you've fallen out, it doesn't mean you you can't get it back. Right. Just because you're in a rut doesn't mean you can't get out of the rut. Sometimes it's going to take additional work. Sometimes it may take a risk of going and borrowing a tractor. Um, <laughs> but it, it is, it's, it's maybe putting yourself out there. It's taking right. a risk. It's going and looking for other solutions. Yeah. No matter where those solutions, I say no matter. <laughs> There's yeah. bad solutions yeah. out there. There are very bad solutions out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Let me, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to throw this out there and I want to get some of your feedback on it. So, you had just made mention of getting the trucks stuck in the mud and you could, you could have said, well, this is your problem, not my truck. Yeah. And I think that's what people in marriages do. Well, this is my spouse's problem. Mm. It's their fault. We're in this rut. It's their problem. We don't have sex. It's their fault. They need to figure it out. They need to fix it and figure it out. Mm. And here's what I'll submit. And I'd love your feedback, Taylor. It's not their problem. It's, y'all's problem they're not the reason y'all are the reason it's not their truck y'all all were having fun it's y'all's problem now but it's so easy to get into this blame game well no they're if they would do something oh man y'all it's crazy because i can't if if my spouse would just do something different then our whole marriage would be different and I wouldn't have fallen out of love if they were more attractive or if they weren't so boring or if they would be more adventurous in, in all aspects of the word. If they would practice this or they would do this, then our marriage would be fulfilled. Listen, if you're in this situation, you're like, well, I've just fallen out of love and it's my spouse's fault. It's y'all's fault. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? No, I'm. I 100% agree. You know, we're big on, uh, if you've heard me say it once, heard me say it twice, or a million times, uh, you're on the same team. Yeah. Right. If, if Which, I, by the way, I've, st I've stolen that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's I, good. I don't give you credit, though. Well, <laughs> that's okay. I've stolen. I want a PhD in Meganology, so you. it works out. Um, but I've, uh, you know, for us, we're on the same. I take that literally. If yeah. if it's, you know, I've played on I played on a lot of sports teams growing up. Yeah. If my first baseman is having an off day, it's not just the first baseman's fault. It's everybody. It's yeah. all of our problem to figure out exactly how right. to fix that. Whether we move the first baseman to another position or we rotate around or we run the ball to first base. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. We have to figure out a solution together because we're on the same team. Yeah. Go ahead, jump in. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the thought then comes to mind, if we have that idea, right, we're on the same team. 
it's our problem now. Why then don't couples, and I'll, I have ideas as well, mm-hmm. but I'd love your thoughts. Why then don't couples fix it and address it together? Mm-hmm. What have you, what have you, what have you seen yeah. on, on all aspects, right? Cause yeah. you work with a lot of financial people. You, you know, you, you definitely work with young marrieds. So it, but oh well, maybe it's a bad question because maybe they they don't see it as their problem. Most don't see it as as a couple problem. They they can they can see how it will destroy them as a couple eventually, but that's not their responsibility to fix. And I think that's where we yeah. see it a lot is, you know, well he's the one that ran up the credit card debt, or yeah. she's the one that we pay for her to go to school and this all her student loans. I got no value. She needs to figure it out. Yeah. Yes, and not realizing it, well, it's going to destroy both of you. Right, Absolutely. it is going to destroy both of you, and it, it does affect negatively on both of you when yeah. you go to buy a house or you go to do something else. Right, it, it does affect both of you, and so I, I think when putting that thought together of it does affect us both. How do we figure it out? Most don't want to figure it out together. Yeah, I've done my job. I have kept my credit score good. Yeah. Like I, I didn't make those mistakes. How many times have you heard that? Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I well, I stay in shape. Well, I eat. Oh man, I eat right. You're the one that is eating junk food all the time. Or I, I try to initiate sex, and and you're the one that because of your self esteem says no. Yeah. Right. And not realizing, hey, there has to be both of us jumping in yeah. here together. Here's here's what comes to mind just with with those scenarios. It's like I've kept myself looking good, but you've let yourself go. It's your fault. But have you ever wondered why they let themselves go? Maybe they didn't feel respected by you. And so why even try anymore? Or I'm the one who initiates sex and because of your lack of self-esteem. Have you ever thought maybe you caused the lack of self-esteem by them not being good enough for you? And so I guess what my thoughts when it comes to this idea that the problem is y'all's problem is it takes people looking in the mirror and saying, how have I contributed to this? But that's tough because it's so much easier to play the blame game. And you see this very first chapter of the Bible where it's, Oh no, 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 this is, this isn't my fault. It's the serpent's fault. It's the woman's fault. It's the man's fault. Ultimately God, it's your fault. You, why'd you put this tree? Now that's not in the Bible, but it's like, we always, we can just start pointing fingers instead of going, well, you know what? I really had a, a part to play in this. And so if you have, risen to this situation right and you're listening you're going yeah i've fallen out of love with my spouse but they're the problem they need help bro i cannot tell you how many times i've heard somebody say my spouse needs counseling oh yeah my spouse needs therapy yes i don't no y'all do because it's not just their problem okay for instance um like sexlessness in marriage um a lot of people say, well, it's my spouse's problem, you know, or, or sexlessness as a result of maybe pornography. Well, this is my spouse's problem. Nope. It's y'all's problem. Now they may have brought it to the marriage, but now it is both of your problems because it's affecting both of you. And so how do we then, how do we work through this together? It takes both people taking a good look in the mirror and saying, what have I done? to just royally mess my marriage up. And again, if some of you are listening, you're going to go, well, I've tried that. And I, my list is very short. Try again, right? Cause it could have been, 
And it's this whole idea of, of like circular, circular causality, right? A influences B, B influences A. We've talked about on the mm. podcast before. So maybe I contributed like 5% or 10% to the problem. Okay, well, I'm still partially to blame then. But we don't like to do that because we want to make the problem somebody else's problem. Because if it's your problem, then I don't have to do anything. Yeah. And I can just stay in my rut because you have to fix this. And then I'm, as a result of you having to fix this, then I'm entitled to my feelings because you're the issue and I'm justified then in leaving the relationship or I'm justified then in having the extra girls night or the extra guys night because you're not fulfilling my needs. So I'll just go get them somewhere else because you're the problem. You've made this issue. At the end of the day, since you're married, it's your, it's that's, both of your issues. Exactly right. It's both of your issues. Right. We're driving on the road and I veer off the road a little bit and I get a flat tire. Well, Meg's in the car. It doesn't matter if I'm the one that got the flat tire or not. We're both in the car. We're both stuck on the side of the road <laughs> right. until we can get the car That's fixed. That's exactly right. Um, and so, you know, I love how you were you were saying so often we look at it, it's somebody else's issue. It's somebody yeah. else's fault. But in reality, it is ours. It, it's us together. Yeah. Um, and so, Jeremy, we're, we're sitting there. We're talking with couples who have fallen out of love. What are some things, right, that we can do to help re- you know, reignite the spark to, to say, hey, all right, I realize – we're in this. I'm the one that I, that's not feeling in love right now. I want to do my part, make this better. Yeah. Um, what are just some, some maybe some quick tips, or yeah. what are some things that they can do? What, what are what are a couple of things you yeah. recommend? I think the first thing that would come to mind was first, which is probably the toughest, is just take a good look in the mirror, and you have to identify yourself. What is something that you've done that is either aiding to the current situation? or overall satisfaction, well-being of your relationship. So take a good, take a good look in the mirror to start with and see what you're doing. Secondly is be vulnerable with your spouse and talk about it. Here's what's sad is I think too many people in marriages suffer in silence. So it may be the idea that I can't talk about this with my spouse. It would hurt too much. So I've fallen out of love but I can't say anything. I can't, I can't bring up my feelings with my spouse because then it's all it's going to do is cause a fight. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. I, I can't say anything. All it's going to do is cause a fight. So they suffer in silence and do nothing and then wonder why they've, quote, fallen out of love. But the challenge with bringing things up is you risk being vulnerable with your spouse because maybe they don't see it. They probably do. They're somewhat self-aware and they know what's going on. They know things aren't right. So it takes guts to actually sit down with your spouse and say, you know, there's something I really need to talk with you about. There's something that's bothering me. I feel like our relationship has gone X, Y, or Z. So it takes, it takes inherent vulnerability, having the conversation. So and it, it could be, and, and this is, you know, we've seen this before of where one spouse is out of love and the other thinks everything's great absolutely yeah you know and and, and so yeah. we think well obviously if i feel like we're not in love anymore they must feel this way but if you don't speak up you don't know uh, i mean i we have literally had conversations where in the same day this one spouse is saying this is the worst it's ever been and the other one's saying this is the best it's ever been yeah you know at, at, oh yeah and and so we don't realize without until we speak up until yeah. we say something that 
We don't know how we we don't know how they feel. You're we can exactly assume, right? We can assume, but we don't know. Yeah. So something recently happened with me and Erica, and it was a situation that we had come up, and I said, "Hey, kind of got this opportunity. What what are your thoughts?" And it like just the it wasn't a bad opportunity. It was like a ministry engagement. And she goes, "Oh well, I I really thought you'd be home that weekend." I said, "Okay." I said, well, I'll call back and cancel. No big deal. And then she's like, well, did you think that that was important? I said, well, honestly, whether I do or not, if it's important to you, it's absolutely important to me. Yeah. So whether it crossed my mind at the beginning of, well, this or that, no. Like, you're my wife before my ministry, before anything. Yeah. So if it's important to you, it better be important to me. And I think this is kind of like the thing with, with, with couples and kind of going on what you're talking about. Like one's like, Oh no, this marriage is just absolutely fantastic. There's that, that creepy Southern voice. It's just absolutely fantastic and nothing's wrong. And it's like, no, something is definitely wrong. Even if I don't think it, if you think it, then let's work on it. Yeah. And so if you're listening to the episode, right, maybe you're, maybe you're one side or the other. Maybe your spouse has come to you and said, hey, I don't think things are going so well. Maybe we should get some help or talk with a mentor, talk with an older couple, talk with the pastor, talk with whatever. And you're going, I actually think things are great, but you know what? If you think things are challenging, let's go talk to somebody because if it's important to you, it's important to me. And we've said that before and mm-hmm. that's definitely something I say all the time. And so... But you have to be, you have to risk being vulnerable to get it out there to your spouse. You have to risk potential humiliation that your spouse may say, "What? Like, no, things are great. Yeah. You know, we haven't had sex in six months, and our kids are fighting, and we're going bankrupt. But things, things are, are wonderful. Yeah. But that's obviously an extreme exaggeration. Well, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. And so I would think if you had woke up in that situation, first take a good look in the mirror, right? What have I done? Secondly, risk being vulnerable with your spouse and open up dialogue about it. And let me say this. It does no good to go and talk to a coworker about it. It does no good going and talking to your boss about it. It does no good going and talking to your mother about it or your father or your sister or brother. All it does is cause tension then with that person, your spouse. There's a challenge. Go to your spouse, talk with them. But it's easier to do the other way because it it makes you feel it makes you feel balanced because there's an ease of tension, right? Because I'm just yeah. unloading now, right? That's why that's why people say talk therapy works kind of when all you're doing is just letting someone talk and you know you're not actively engaging in therapy. Yeah, people feel better when they leave your th- your office. So you don't have to you don't have to say anything and people feel better. Yeah but it's just short lived. It's called catharsis and you just unload, but actually instead of unloading on coworker boss, whatever, and never addressing your spouse and doesn't fix that doesn't address the problem. It doesn't fix anything. So I would say be, be willing to go to your spouse. Take a, again, take a good look in the mirror, be willing to go to your spouse and then do something different. So when you think if I maybe again, 5% of the problem, maybe 10%, and 
if I know that some of my actions, maybe it's an eye roll, mm. maybe it's a sigh, maybe it's the silent treatment. If I know that I'm somewhat influencing, then do something different. If the marriage is boring, spice it up, then you do something. Don't wait for your spouse to do something. Yeah. You do something and then see what the chain reaction is as a result of that and see how that it will influence them, which will turn influence you. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, and I, I think even if you're the spouse that you feel like everything is going great, but you haven't had a check-in with your spouse in a while. Love that. I, I think it's your responsibility as well because you're on the same team. Yeah. Right? How, how are things going? Yeah. And I think uh, I'm going to do a little plug here, right? Yeah. We have some resources called sure. the um, Our Millionaire Marriage Card Decks, yep. right? Discovering marriage, discovering intimacy, discovering finance, yep. which helps to broach those topics Absolutely. in a very safe way um, yep. that makes it really easy to communicate. We actually sat down with a couple just a few weeks ago and, and went through and pulled out like 10 or 15 cards because they had no communication and they were afraid they were going to jump into the deep end right initially (laughs) and so we pulled out some cards that hey here's some great starter ones right just to get the conversation going and so um yeah those are resources that are available on our website they're available on amazon and etsy and a few other places pick them up they're they're easy they're easy to do you can throw them in your purse them in your back pocket you can use them anytime and we've seen a lot of success out of those but those are resources that no matter what spectrum you may be yeah, on, whether absolutely. you think things are going great and you're just saying, hey. And maybe they are. Maybe they are, yeah. right? Babe, let, let, let's check this out. Let's yep. let's just see how this is this fun absolutely. little game I picked up. Or if you're the spouse that maybe is feeling like things aren't going great, it gives you a way to maybe not be as vulnerable initially. Yeah. To say, hey, I got this. My girlfriend gave it to me or you know, my friend gave these to me. Hey, let's let's sit down and let's do a few of them together. Yeah. And it allows you to at least open that conversation. Yep. So, yeah. But no, we appreciate everybody listening. If you have some great ideas, if you're in this situation, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to, to speak with you, love to talk with you, get your ideas um, and or help any that we can. And we will see you next episode.